0: For me my story goes back to my coffee maker like i (laughs) i like to attribute my success and my growth and how it all comes from my coffee maker and i get a lot of strange looks when i say that hey mama what do you think of when you hear the word success fame status and fortune what about rocking your baby to sleep or coaching little league advocating for your special needs child or mastering meal planning maybe going back to school or starting your own business. The truth is success looks different for us all, and it may change depending on the season of life you're in. After finding myself in a dark place, I decided to set an example for my two boys by intentionally choosing what I wanted for my life and seeking it, even if it was scary. And now I'm so excited to bring you stories of other moms who are living out their version of success. I plan to ask these incredible women not only about their journeys, but how they are making it through the madness and the magic that we all know as motherhood. So whether your assistant just brought you a hot espresso or you're rocking your baby on a third cup of reheated coffee, settle in and get ready for some goodness. I'm Shannon Carruthers, and this is the Successful Mama Podcast. Hey, Mama, I want to tell you about a beautiful young woman named Maddie Kelso, And I got to tell you, I've been trying to record this for like an hour, and I'm going to get through this without crying because I have to for her. Maddie has been fighting neuroblastoma since she was in the third grade for the last seven years. And at this point in her journey, she has exhausted all of the traditional cancer treatments. Maddie's disease has unfortunately spread and now her family is seeking out a holistic approach. And so Maddie needs a lot of treatments every single week and none of them are covered by insurance. So this financial burden of having to pay for these out of pocket, trying to do whatever they can to help their little girl, it's, it's been a lot for them. On top of that, Maddie's mom Ashley has left her job and is now at home as a full-time caretaker to make sure she gets what she needs. And so I just want to ask if you feel called to give, whether it's $5 or $500, you can head over to shannoncarrutherscom slash Maddie. That's shannoncarrutherscom slash M-A-D-Y. I'll add Maddie's mom's Venmo and PayPal and Cash App so that you can send the money directly to them and they can use it towards these expenses for her. Thank you in advance for your donations and for your prayers for Maddie and her family. Hey mama, welcome to the 10th episode of the Successful Mama podcast. Can you believe we have already done nine other episodes? This is number 10. I My mind is blown. It feels like just yesterday we were getting ready to launch. And honestly, it doesn't feel like that long ago when I had this idea to even start the podcast or when I was getting ready and then plans changed and we renovated our whole house and COVID happened and the podcast got put on hold. But it's like all of this, once it started, it has just gone so fast. And we've had great guests. We have had so many wonderful things shared, just words of wisdom. And also at the same time, a lot of stuff that's just relatable. It's not necessarily something that's inspiring. It's just stuff that we can relate to. And I think we all need that reminder that we're not alone on this crazy journey that we call motherhood it's a lot to take in. And so knowing that other people are dealing with the same things is really, really helpful. So if you don't know me, maybe you're tuning in for the first time. Thank you. Welcome to the podcast. I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad you chose to listen in and I hope that you'll get some good stuff out of the episode. But here on the podcast, I interview moms who are living out their version of what it means to be successful because I truly believe it looks more than one way and it's up to you to define it. You've got to choose for yourself what success means to you. And so in In sharing all of these stories, I also wanted to take some time so that you could get to know me and know my story and how I ended up in this place hosting this podcast. If you haven't listened to it yet, I would encourage you to go back and listen to episode five. And in that episode, I actually go into a little more depth of my story and what happened and how I ended up here. And so if you want to get the scoop on all of that and you haven't listened, you can press pause or you can always go back later and listen to it but a little bit more about me. Essentially the quick version is I went through motherhood. I found that I had a lot that I needed to work on, on myself. And I rekindled my love of learning. I remembered that I love all things, business and leadership and, um, psychology and all of those things just started filling me through podcasts and through audiobooks and, and occasional reading, but very rare. But, um, Generally, it was something I could listen to because that was something I could do while I was doing life and trying to keep up with the house and the day to day chores and driving and all of that. And so, as I went through this season, I started learning more about habits and more about, you know, how can I make my life better and how can I be more intentional and how can I choose things, even though motherhood is really, really hard? How can I still work on myself in the process? And as I began to take bits and pieces from different leaders maybe some who are talking about how to grow personally but it's a a man who is you know has no kids and he can set his schedule from start to finish that's just not relatable for me so I wanted to figure out okay how can I take these things and apply them to motherhood where we are literally drowning sometimes how can we come up for air long enough to take care of ourselves too and make sure that we're growing and learning and changing as we go along? And so for me, the best way to do that was just in really, really small increments in baby steps, as you might call it. Um, and so what I started doing in my own life was was not because I was trying to do something in personal growth. It was literally just I saw the need, I needed to change, I needed to make a difference in fix something in my life. And so my story kind of developed from this because I realized that I had a need. My house was a mess. I was overloaded. I was completely overwhelmed with two kids under two and I needed some consistency and some order to come back into place. And so in my best way of figuring out how to do that was just starting with one thing because I figured if I did that one thing, it would add up and it would eventually lead me to a place that I wanted to be. I didn't know that there was a name for that. I didn't know that I was doing something that psychologically made sense. It was just my way of surviving. For me, my story goes back to my coffee maker. Like I, (laughs) I like to attribute my success and my growth and how it all comes from my coffee maker. And I get a lot of strange looks when I say that, but here's the background and here's the story of what, how that took place. So essentially with my two kids under two, I'm drowning. I don't know where to start. And I would walk to my coffee maker every morning and I would say, okay, let's have some coffee because I had no sleep the night before. And once I would go to get that coffee, there would be grounds left in there from yesterday because I didn't actually clean it out the day before it immediately brought on anger and guilt and frustration and sadness and like all of these different emotions and when I stepped back I realized like that was the start of a downhill journey because when that would go wrong you know how you have those days and you feel like something goes wrong and it kind of just acts as a catalyst for the rest of your day and once that one thing starts to go bad it's all downhill from there because you're you're holding on to that negative energy. And then you're picking up other negative moments and it just kind of compounds. And so when I realized that a lot of this had to do with my coffee maker, I actually said, okay, if I don't do anything else today, I'm going to go and empty my coffee maker. And I actually got really specific with it. I said, whenever I drink my last cup of coffee, cause I would usually have like two cups in the morning. So when I pour the last bit of coffee into my cup, I'm going to empty out the grounds from yesterday and get it ready for tomorrow. That was it. That was my one goal of surviving with two under two, one of them being a brand new baby. Once I put this in place and I started making sure that I did it every day, the morning started going better because I would get up and I would be able to have my coffee right away without having that stress or that frustration or that negative moment each morning. And then once that became my normal, it was so much easier for me to go throughout my day and like I had this little win, this little thing that was bringing me success every day and I didn't even realize it at the time. So now that I've done these years of studying and learning about habits and about you know dopamine and how all of that kind of like scientifically make sense as to why that was beneficial. I can see it. But at the time, I just knew that I could do this one thing. And that was it. So eventually, from there, I was able to build on that habit. And I took that and said, Okay, now that I've got this down, I'm going to make sure that every night before bed, my coffee is set for the next morning. So if I had to grind my coffee, I would go ahead and do that. Or if I had a pre-ground bag, I would go ahead and just measure it, put it in the top of my coffee pot, and I would hit the button to set it to go off so that it would be ready when I woke up. This was a literal game changer for me. I would wake up in the morning and smell coffee and it immediately brought this like flood of happiness when i would get up in the mornings and it would make me just my whole day seemed like it went better because i had coffee and it's it's not about the coffee it's just about doing that thing and starting out on the right foot it was truly a huge win and it started as something small and then it it developed and went further along. And I was able to really take a lot of goodness from that one tiny habit. Having that whole thing in place really just set the stage for me to keep moving forward. While that was my story, I'm sure you have something that you could do that you could start today. And you could figure it out and it would allow you to move forward in your own life. And so we're going to talk about that we're going to talk a little bit break this down as as far as Why did it work? Why was it helpful to me? And then we're going to talk about what should you do? Like, how can you take this information from my story and my experience, take some of the science-y stuff that I'm going to share with you in just a second, and how can you apply that to what you want to do in your own life to help you move forward? Okay, so let's dive in. Why did this work? Why was it really helpful for me to just do my coffee maker and that allowed me to move forward in my life. I mean, that seems pretty ridiculous, but the truth is I zoomed out from where I was. I think a lot of the times we're hyper-focused on certain things that we want to change or certain things that we want to fix in our own lives. But what's really important is to dig deeper into the why. Why are we struggling with that? Why are we doing those things? And sometimes it means that we've got to zoom out and have a bigger picture of the problem in order to figure out how can we achieve the step that we actually want to achieve. So for example, let's say you want to keep your kitchen counters wiped down. Maybe you're tired of seeing crumbs and coffee, you know, grounds or little spots of stuff that the kids spilled on your counters every day. And so you go and you think, okay, every day I'm going to wipe the counters down. And so every day you go and you try to wipe your counters down, but then you find yourself and you've got to go through the mail that's on the counter. And then while you're going through the mail and you go to put that in the garbage can, or you go to put it in recycling or shred it or whatever you need to do, you realize that there's some of the kids' toys on the counter. So you go to, to take those to their room and there's stuff in their room. So then you get started in there, whatever. Like, there's all these things that are cluttering your countertops, okay? You can't wipe down your counters until you've rid your countertops of the clutter. Well, oftentimes if we zoom out even further from that, there's more of an issue of how how do these things keep getting here? Why do they keep ending up on my countertops? Is there a place where they can go easily, where my family can put them away easily, or I can put them away easily, right? So we're zooming out and we're seeing the big picture and we're asking ourselves, okay, is there something deeper here? Why is this the case? And I'm telling you my own story because these are all questions that I asked when I was trying to keep my countertops clean and still ask myself on a pretty regular basis is, why does this keep ending up here? Is there something behind it that I can change in order to keep this from happening? I hope that that makes sense. Essentially, you're focused on cleaning the counters, but you can't keep the countertops wiped off without dealing with that other stuff first. And so the reason that that worked for me in this situation and why zooming out was a bigger, um, was so important in that is that I had to look and say, okay, it's not that I have all this clutter. Like that is part of the issue But if I work my way backwards and look at the big picture, a lot of this is starting from the point at which my coffee is not able to be made at the beginning of the day without doing other steps, right? That is the beginning point. So that's where I need to begin. I got lucky because I didn't realize that was why I was doing it, but it worked out that way. So I would say, zoom out from that. The next reason that this worked for me was because it was super easy it was doable. And I think a lot of the times when we have these big audacious goals for ourselves, well, I'm going to work out five days a week, but I don't set aside the time to do that. Or in order to do that, I've got to overcome all of these different obstacles. Okay. The best way to create a new habit is to start really small and make it really easy to do. Because that way, You can do it even on the days when you don't have the energy, when you feel like you don't have the capacity, when you feel like you just can't. And so even on my worst days, when I had had no sleep and I was totally exhausted, I could talk myself into emptying the coffee maker. I could talk myself into cleaning that out and reminding myself this is a super easy habit that I can do so that tomorrow's going to be a little bit better. It was so simple. And that is where we start with our habits. Another reason I feel like that this worked was because it was resetting my space. And so I wasn't cleaning the coffee maker. I was simply resetting it. And I think that cleaning has such a negative connotation for a lot of us. For some people, it doesn't. A lot of people really love to clean. And if you want to do that and come to my house, you just call me, send me a DM. I would love to have you over and you can clean to your heart's content. But Cleaning at my house does not have a positive connotation to it. And so I think for me, because I wasn't having to like completely wash everything, like I was just emptying the coffee maker out, you know, rinsing it out, getting it ready for tomorrow. I don't know if you wash your coffee maker between each use, but I don't. I just rinse it out really good, got it set for the next day. And so I think that that was another reason that it worked because I was resetting my space, preparing for the next day. And so there's something really positive about that. Okay, so let's talk about the next part, which is the power of adrenaline and epinephrine, as it is known in your body, um, and the power of dopamine. Essentially, when I was doing this, I had this really tiny goal. I wanted to empty the coffee maker. And when I would finish, I would feel a sense of completion. I would feel this little i mean sense of accomplishment and my brain would say great job here's a little dose of dopamine for doing what you did and that dopamine would then be converted into adrenaline which then gives you the energy like the the desire to keep moving forward now obviously this is a really really small habit this is a really small accomplishment so it's not going to kick start you and move you forward you know super fast but Those things are happening in your brain and it creates that push of momentum, which allows you to, to move forward at a better pace at a faster pace. And so I think for me, a lot of the time I would have that kick in the morning and I would say, okay, I've accomplished this one thing and now I can do the next thing. And it's easier because I did that. It's easier because I did the goal yesterday I checked it off my list, made my morning better, and now I feel ready to continue and move forward into my day. And so all of that impacted the next thing. Okay, so you hear me, you hear my story, enough about your coffee maker, Shannon. How can I put this into effect in my own life? Well, if you have a coffee maker, that's a good place to start. (laughs) Um, But actually, I think the biggest thing is that you need to take a step back and figure out what area you want to focus on. Because a problem with a lot of people is they feel overwhelmed, or they feel stressed, or they feel like life is not what they want it to be. And so they try to jump in headfirst and just change a lot of things. And, And we all know that that doesn't tend to go very well, or it may go well for a while, and then they end up going back to the same old ways. I'm sure that you've done it yourself time and time again. I know I have. And so I think the biggest thing you need to do is not try to attack your entire life at once. Zoom out and figure out what area of your life is impacting the other areas the most. Maybe for you, it is your meal planning. I don't know. Maybe for you, that is affecting your health, which is then affecting your desire to exercise, which is also affecting your relationship. You know, a lot of the times... They're all tied together, but you can, you can zoom out enough to see one that stands out in particular. Maybe it is your relationship. Maybe that is affecting all of the other areas of your life. So I would just say, take an inventory and think of all the things that you want to change get really honest with yourself. That is so, so, so important. You're not trying to impress anybody. Like just be honest with you and say, okay, What are the different areas of my life that I wish looked a different way? And which one of those do I feel like is taking the lead in needing attention first? And so once you reach that decision, then you can start zooming back in, right? You can say, okay, well, I see that this is the area I want to focus on, but I can zoom in and say, okay, why am I struggling in this area? Why am I having an issue with this certain thing? And is it Is it specific or is it linked to something else? And I would walk you through a lot of examples, but I think ultimately you get the concept, you get the idea, and you can really, um, you know, start to question yourself on those things. But if you have a question or you want a little guidance, feel free to shoot me a DM. And then once you've narrowed it down to one tiny reasonable action that you can do every single day. No matter how you feel, no matter how much sleep you've had, no matter what the state of the rest of your life is, this is your one new thing that you're going to do. Your job is to maintain life as is and add in this new tiny habit every single day, no matter what. And I want you to be really specific because research actually shows that the more specific you are with your intentions, the better and more likely you are going to do it. And so just setting that very specific intention is actually going to increase your chances of maintaining this habit because you wrote out what you were going to do and how you were going to do it. So I want you to ask yourself, okay, what is the habit I'm going to change? What is the thing I'm going to do? And say every day, I will do this one thing. And how are you going to do it? And where are you going to do it? What's going to happen? Like be really specific with yourself and your intention It's going to help you to move forward with that. So if you have questions, if you are interested in going a little deeper, maybe you're stuck on this and you need some one-on-one help, I can do that. I actually have a coaching program where I work with you one-on-one and we dive deeper into your habits, into the areas of your life where you're struggling, or maybe you just need someone to walk with you through it and ask you questions and, you know, mirror back to you those things that you're seeing on your own, but you just need a little extra help feel free to head over to my website. You can go to SuccessfulMamaPodcast.com and actually follow the links at the top to get more information on coaching and all of that. I also have some fun events coming up. So make sure you're following along on my Instagram account, which is at underscore Shannon Carruthers underscore. And of course the podcast at Successful Mama Podcast. Both of those on Instagram. I'll link those in the show notes at SuccessfulMamaPodcast.com. Just remember all of these links. If you get lost, you can always go there and find the stuff that we talked about on the episode. I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. I hope that you feel like you've gotten something good out of it. And I really, really, and truly appreciate you listening. If you enjoy the content that I'm creating here, I would really appreciate if you'd hop over and leave a quick review telling moms about why you like it or what's your favorite episode or just saying something good about it it allows other moms to see the podcast and want to click on it and see what it's all about. And that is the whole goal is to just get these messages out there so that other moms can learn and feel inspired and lifted up by our guests and the things that we share here. So thank you for listening. I hope you have a wonderful week. We will see you next time on the Successful Mama podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Successful Mama podcast. For more information, head on over to SuccessfulMamaPodcast.com where you can find show notes and all the links mentioned in today's episode. Tap that share button and remember to tag at Mama podcast. and make sure to go leave a review. It really does help. A special thanks to Will Carruthers. Until next time, remember Mama, success looks more than one way and it's up to you to define it. Hey mama, do you want to make a change in your life but you feel like there is no way you could add anything else in the mix? I get it. That's why I created a simple list of 10 habits you can start today that help produce big change, even in the chaos of motherhood. Go to com slash momhabits to get a copy sent straight to your inbox. That's com slash momhabits.